This is the Ayur What Now podcast, in which Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson explore Ayurvedic principles and make them easy to understand so that you can benefit from this amazing health science. We're glad you're here. In this podcast, we'll continue our discussion on the pillars of health and we'll specifically address sleep and its relationship to our health. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm Mary Thompson, and I'm here with my brother, Jerry Thompson. And he and I are doing a podcast called Ayur What Now? So I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner and educator, and I've been working with this for years and years. And my brother is not. He is, you know, (laughs) (laughs) well-versed in mental health care and as a nursing educator and brings a lot of knowledge about Western medicine into our conversation. And he's kind of with me right here. We're having a conversation about Ayurveda. What is this and how does it apply and how could it support people with their health? So welcome, Jerry. Thank you for being with me again today. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing more um, about Ayurvedic today. And uh, I think today we're going to talk about uh, sleep and uh, the process of sleep and possibly a little bit about energy if we can get in, if we don't run out of time. Yeah. Did you want to say something about some takeaways from last week? Because last week we talked about that pillar of health that was food. And I love that you expanded that to consumption. Yeah, that is just the idea that uh, last week we did talk about uh, bringing in food and uh, uh, the, the, how it um, affects and the different kinds of uh, uh, process with it. And, and to be mindful when you're eating, to, to enjoy the process and to be centered on the uh, uh, eating rather than doing a lot of multitasking or just grabbing a bite on the go. It, it can be uh, much better for um, uh, your consumption. And, and that it's not, what we didn't just talk about food, but we talked about bringing in and, and all the senses, uh, whether it's what you're seeing or hearing or tasting and smelling and uh, touching, that to, to sort of be aware of what's going on around you. Oh, I love the way you, s- you summarize that. Oh, thank you. Because it's really so much of Ayurveda is about mindfulness and being mindful of, you know, how is this thing going to impact me? Yes. I find myself thinking that, you know, if I if I want to watch a movie, I'm going to look at the clock and say, you know, how is this going to work with my sleep? Is this going to be something I'm going to be really agitated by and, and have it disturb my sleep? Oh, I'm already jumping into our topic. Mm-hmm. But it's an idea of that mindfulness about how your food you might impact you physically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I know. I know. I do find as I get older that foods, different foods that didn't bother me when I was younger, might bother me now. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my onion mm-hmm. rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that they just don't. They just don't work as well. And so mm-hmm. I have to be mindful about this body shifts. This body changes. And a lot of times we think Ayurveda is a set of rules that we should do, but your body has the rules. Your body tells you what to do. And with what we consume, we can begin to watch the state of the body, the state of the mind, and Mm -hmm. see if we're staying balanced or if we're driving ourselves to imbalance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that homeostasis or that balance is really what what we're striving for. Right. Because the more we can stay in homeostasis, well, the theory behind Ayurveda is the longer we can stay in homeostasis, the longer we live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like the basis of longevity. Mm. Okay, that's great. That kind of, if I live too fast, I die too young. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm. and I think a part of it, and we're probably going to talk about this more when we get into energy, it's that I can live fast mm-hmm. and I just want to make sure I prepare for it and I recover from it mm-hmm. so that it doesn't deplete me. 
but I'm getting ahead of myself. So right. Okay. Uh, we talked mm-hmm. about the pillars of health. And so the three pillars of health from an Ayurvedic viewpoint are food and sleep and energy. And we talked about food or consumption. And today we're mm-hmm. going to focus on sleep. Okay. Now, Jerry, I want to ask you a question because being a yeah. mental health professional, how much, how much kind of um, focus do they put on the quality of someone's sleep or the amount of sleep they get and mental health? Not a lot, you, you oh. know, with, uh, within the mental health uh, uh, practice, it's really symptom-based, like the okay. DSM-5, which is kind of the guideline of um, uh, uh, mental health issues. They'll look at sleep uh, um, when it's abnormal. So like say when measuring uh, um, the symptoms of depression, they'll often talk about, do you sleep uh, you know, what your sleep patterns are, whether you sleep too much or you sleep too little. Mm-hmm. So they'll look at it more as most of Western medicine, that they, it's symptom-based and say, look at it as a negative uh, uh, around wh- how your sleep patterns are rather than uh, how good sleep can improve your mental health, mm-hmm. which I, I I think would just be natural. That's yeah, yeah we do, but no, that's what they say. We do it a third of our lifetime, so it's got to be. There's going to be some impact from it. Well, it's certainly, ideally, it's a third of your lifetime, but it isn't always under uh, um, mm-hmm. the, the Western's uh, culture of uh, yeah. uh, the alarm clocks and getting done early and, and staying up late. Right. Um, yeah. So it's really interesting because I hadn't thought about that. That they look at it as more of a symptom of an imbalance that your sleep is impacted more of a symptom as opposed to Ayurveda would look at it as possibly a cause of the imbalance. Like if I don't mm-hmm. get enough sleep, I know for myself, if I don't get enough sleep, then I'm going to be more anxious. I'm going to be more unsettled, more confused, less, less able to make decisions. And yeah. if I, if I don't recognize, I guess if I don't recognize that it was my sleep, that's the problem then I might look for some medication or something to pacify my anxiety that I'm creating by not getting quality of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's true. I mean, not to say that a doctor may not say you should get more sleep, but often they'll reach for the thing without looking right away to that. They might look mm-hmm. at the uh, more traditional about, Oh, maybe some sedatives will uh, help you to relax, and right. get more sleep, you know? And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think of with me, I get a symptom really commonly if I don't get enough sleep where my right eye starts to twitch just a mm-hmm. little bit. And I, I, I like to say no one but me notices it, but I don't know if anybody else notices it. I never, I never say, hey, did you see that, see that thing that's going on? <laughs> yeah. But I'll see this little twitchy thing happen to the bottom of my right eye. And I always mm-hmm. go, oh, I know I'm not getting enough sleep. That's my tell that mm-hmm. something's gone off with it. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So when, when we put sleep as a pillar of health and it kind of goes to what I was saying, like, you know, if you spend a third of your life sleeping and that's kind of the goal that they're always setting us up for is having those eight hours. I'm always fascinated to find that current research is showing a lack of sleep, getting six hours per night or less exacerbates weight. Weight gain is, is more problematic and Mm -hmm. um, insulin resistance is more problematic and mood disorders are more problematic when we don't get enough sleep. So I think- you know, 5,000 years ago, they were onto something that they said, mm-hmm. <laughs> they said, look at the quality. So with this sleeping, a pillar of health, it's taking a look at your quality and quantity of sleep mm-hmm. and recognizing okay. everybody's unique. So what's the right amount of sleep for me might be too little or too much sleep for someone else. 
So we have to kind of check in with our energy levels during the day. Yeah. Okay. One of, so one of the things mm-hmm. I might ask somebody is if they meditate or if they take a moment, if they sit down in a chair and they're doing nothing, do they start to, you know, nod off? Then they may not be getting enough sleep. Their body's telling them that it's not getting all that work done that it needs to do while mm-hmm. they're asleep. Yeah. Now I'll find in my own life, um, I enjoy naps. Yeah. And I, I often will want to take a break and get some uh, a rest and just not think about anything. And then it doesn't have to be a long time, uh, um, but even even 20 minutes to a half an hour of just either being asleep or being almost asleep can really help uh, with uh, increased energy later in the evening. And then uh, conversely, I not, um, not frequently, but maybe once a week or so, I'll get up during the night and just being, boy, I wish I was this awake during the daytime. Isn't that terrible? (laughs) (laughs) And it could be three or four in the morning. And then after about an hour of um, maybe I just realized I'm not going to go to sleep. So I might either look at uh, something on my phone or if I've got something that I can uh, do on my computer. And then after about a half an hour to uh, two hours, I'll go back to sleep. I'm at a great advantage now because most days, I can just keep sleeping, yeah. you know, because I don't work and uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm retired, but I, I didn't have that option when I was working. Yeah. So I, I just want to mention for people who don't know, like when we're sleeping, the brain is doing some work to clear away adenosine from, I don't know, the neurons in the brain and mm-hmm. taking that adenosine is, is our energy store. We have ATP. That's mm-hmm. the, the source of energy in our bodies. And when we're awake and breaking that down, we release a lot of adenosine. And so the work of the brain during sleep is to put that all back together. Hmm. And so okay. when we have that fatigue in the afternoon, it's just the body, the brain's getting full of adenosine and saying, hey, let's clear this out. And I'll confess, I nap too. I think we come from a napping family that <laughs> says that afternoon power nap is, is a really powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And you also mentioned like getting in that near sleep state, which if you get into a deep relaxation in your near sleep, the brain's still going to go do its thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you feel that extra energy later, which is great. I think it's, it's really checking in with what your body needs and not just medicating, you know, the, the fatigue, but saying, Oh, I want to take some time out right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. And so the quantity of sleep gets to be something that we look at for health. And then it's the quality. Like you mentioned, waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for some people that becomes a problem. I don't think it's a problem when it happens once in a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, for some people, it becomes an ongoing issue where they can't sleep or they wake up repeatedly during the night and can't fall back asleep. So a part of this being a pillar of health is we are mindful. I love that. Come back around to mm-hmm. mindfulness yeah. of, am I getting the right amount of sleep? Mm-hmm. And how's the quality of my sleep? How do I feel with that? Sometimes I think, you know, checking in on how much do I feel I have to, um, I'm going to use the term medicate, but I don't think it's a horrible type of uh, a term here. How often mm-hmm. do I need to medicate my fatigue? You know, so if I wake up and I had somebody tell me one time, you know, I'm not human until I've had my first cup of coffee. And it's Mm -hmm. like, hmm, I wonder if she's getting enough sleep (laughs) or, you know, if I'm crashing at three in the afternoon, which is a really common time for everybody to crash, Mm. you know, am I, is it because I'm not having enough rest? Am I not getting enough sleep during, during the night? And I can't really Mm. sustain myself all during the day. Mm. And, uh, and it's just checking in. I'm not saying any judgment around it. 
It's more of being aware of, oh, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. And we had mentioned at the outset, or you mentioned that we talked about consumption. And so if I'm not getting the kind of sleep I want, I might look at how am I doing with that consumption pillar, that food pillar? Mm -hmm. Because like I mentioned, you know, those darn onion rings, but it might be the same thing for cheesy dishes or um, dishes that are really high in tomato sauces and things. Mm -hmm. They're going to give me some degree of indigestion if I had them too close to bedtime and that doesn't lend itself to good quality sleep. Yeah. Okay. So I'd look at if I, if I'm not getting the quality of sleep I want, I might look at what am I consuming? Now that could be foods and indigestion, mm -hmm. but it could also be what am I taking in through my other senses? Is there something I'm looking at or listening to, or having, you know, is there something I can smell in my bedroom that doesn't smell very good? <laughs> so it keeps me awake. <laughs> yeah. Because I can use all of those to cultivate kind of a, mm -hmm. a more restful environment for sleep. So again, it's going back to that um, holistic approach. Mm -hmm. All the things that are involved with uh, your health, as which of course is sleep, and then all the things that's involved with sleep, which would be your environment and mm -hmm. uh, trying to keep everything in balance. Yeah. So look at this as a pillar of health. It's just saying that it's important to pay attention to it. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know, I don't think that I mentioned a term that we use in Ayurveda for health, which is swasta, which is going to be a new, a new term. Swasta. Swasta, swasta is a term that they use for being established in yourself, which it makes is a crazy term, but it means that we're aware of the state of the body mm -hmm. and willing to make changes to support the state of the body. Okay. Because sometimes I can be aware of the state of my body, but I don't want to change what I'm doing. And so <laughs> I had, I'm going to go back to consumption for a minute. I had a client one time who would get migraines whenever she ate sugar. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was talking to her about, you know, she should quit eating sugar. Uh, I, I got a big kick out of this because she went, she talked to her massage therapist and her massage therapist, she said, oh, I went and saw an Ayurvedic practitioner. And the massage therapist said, did she tell you to quit eating sugar? And yeah. she said, and she said, yes, she was, didn't your acupuncturist tell you to quit eating sugar? And she said, <laughs> yes. She said, didn't you see an herbalist like a year ago who told you to quit eating sugar? And she said, yes. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. massage therapist said, how many people have to tell yeah. you to quit eating sugar before you're going to quit eating sugar? And she yeah. looked up in all seriousness and said, maybe just one more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I always look yeah. like, cause I think that's the way we are. There's a lot of bargaining that yeah. we have, if I'm yeah. not sleeping, it's um, sometimes you'll hear that, that statement from people, you know, I can sleep when I'm dead. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, but you can sleep now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I hear what you're saying and that is so much more available to me now than it mm -hmm. was when I was working because sometimes I, I'd want to sleep, but no, I've got responsibilities. Right. Uh, it's difficult in today's mm -hmm. culture to get that balance and, and you, you've got to sort of make efforts on your part to see that you can. Mm -hmm. I was talking to someone the other day and she would have a regular schedule where she got up at four because she felt like it was really nice to be up super early when the house was quiet and get work done. And I said, does she do the trade-off of making sure she's going to bed by about nine? And she was like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's still, yeah. you know, there's still stuff going on. So she gets up mm -hmm. early to avoid having um, other people around that she's got to engage with, but then she'll stay up later because that's the time when she gets her socialization and time with her family or yeah, partner. Well, 
and, and they're all important, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's trying to find that uh, what, what something's got to give. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was another thought that I had. Let's see if it comes back. This is okay. the thing I'm hoping is I, if I sleep more, then I won't have so many of these, oh, I was going <laughs> off in this direction and yeah. come back in that direction. Eh, it's gone. So oh, well. come back around to it. So mm-hmm. looking at sleep as a pillar of health, we look at the quality and quantity. Another mm-hmm. big factor in Ayurveda is regularity. So mm-hmm. I will often use the term that I think the body is a historical system. It expects you to do today what you did yesterday or the day before, what you've kind of habituated to. Mm-hmm. So to that end around sleep, if you keep a regular bedtime, whatever time that is, about a half hour to an hour before that, your body begins to create the chemicals it needs to put you to sleep. Hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, those chemi- one of those chemicals you're probably familiar with is called melatonin. I'm not saying that sure. for you, Jerry. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. but so if I always keep a bedtime around, say, 10 p.m., then about 9, 9.30, my body's kicking up the melatonin production because it knows what's coming. And mm-hmm. so if I don't always have a regular bedtime, I'm, you know, kind of playing catch up. That's the times when you go into bed and you're going, well, I'm not really falling asleep here. You know, what's going yeah, on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, same thing with waking. It, it kind mm-hmm. of, you'll habitually wake up about the same times. And Ayurveda is really big on regularity with routines. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you might also hear with Ayurveda, they're always saying, go to bed by 10, get up at six. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. as we get into talking about the doshas, which were the different energies that, operate in people that um, what happens at 10, you might begin to observe this. I kind of challenge you to do this too. Cause I know for myself, if I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm doing my evening stuff, whatever that is. And I start to think, Oh, I want to go eat something. I could probably look at the clock and say it's 10 o'clock because mm-hmm. it's always at the same time. And this is the time when the fiery mm-hmm. dosha that's called Pitta comes up and it just starts triggering me to get, get into a new project or get something mm-hmm. done or, you know, be really uh, productive and eat something. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's why Ayurveda wants you in bed by 10, because if you're not, you're usually find up you're up till about midnight because uh-huh. you'll get involved in something, maybe a new project or finishing up some pro- something you're working on, or then you've eaten and you don't feel like going to bed right after you've eaten. Mm-hmm. So it's, so I think if I looked at this pillar of health around sleep, it, the one big thing is creating regularity and waking and sleeping. Mm-hmm. And this is something I read about all the time too, that they say, you know, that's going to help you with this sleep wake cycles is when you have regularity with it. So it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be 10 to six, but you might consider not you, but everybody might consider looking at routine, you know, how yeah. does that go? And, and trying to establish your life so that you have a routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that can be a challenge sometimes, but you, you, it's something that uh, to recognize that it's going to mm-hmm. increase your um, quality of life as well as your quality of your health. Yeah. If you can maintain a regular routine. Yeah. And this is something you brought up a couple of times. It is difficult. I think it is difficult to live a healthy life in modern times. Um, a lot of the time, because we're yeah. pushed to uh, go out of balance, mm-hmm. you know, to make that, because I know you worked nights for a number of years and that can oh, be yeah. problematic as far as sleep goes. Oh, it was. And I always jumped it around because the rest of the world, uh, you know, didn't stay awake during the night. And uh, so I would, uh, uh, you know, on my days off, I'd push to stay awake as long as I could. And then I'd sleep about 12 hours and then I'd be up and then sleep normal. And then the next day I had to push to stay awake at work. Uh, so then I'd sleep yeah. uh, well, quite a bit when I got home. But often my, uh, 
my rest was um, it, it pushed around, and and I imagine it did have a, a negative effect. I um, I don't think I was nearly as um, articulate or as sharp as I could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've worked with people who work night shift, and it's kind of like turning the clock on its head and saying, okay, then mm-hmm. you're going to have your first meal of the day set like 10 p.m. to to midnight and you're going to have the second Mm -hmm. meal of the day between 2 and 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. and it's just like it's a weird it's a weird thing and the the body has to adjust to it because all the body systems are being regulated by the nervous system and the nervous Mm -hmm. system is really affected by our sleep yeah so one thing was about routine around sleep whatever that routine looks like or looking at the quality or the quantity of sleep and seeing if it really serves you. So as a pillar of health, that's the thing that they're focused on is Mm -hmm. how does your sleep serve you? Does it support you to have physical and mental and emotional balance? So I want to thank everybody for listening. And I hope that you are able to apply some of this in your lives and find it to your benefit. And so this is Jerry Thompson and Mary Thompson wishing you good health. Bye now. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash iyourwhatnow. You can always find us for free wherever you find your podcasts. And remember to subscribe so you'll have access to the latest episodes. We're glad you're here.